Welcome to the OBS DFS podcast, bringing you our picks and predictions alongside my co-host Nick and I'm Joe for this week at TPC River Highlands, the Travelers Championship, Cromwell, Connecticut. We got a par 70, 6,844 yards approximately there. And uh, yeah, but before we get into this week, quick little recap last week not that i want to talk about it it was a rough week for me anyway uh you know i didn't have any web didn't have any answer no sergio i mean just the list goes on just a pretty poor performance after a after a solid week at colonial but last week at rbc it just the way i went with my approach it just didn't work out So, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to steam, uh, you know, full steam ahead on this week. And I'm feeling good about this week, though. And, you know, I guess, Nick, you can tell the listeners how, you know, any thoughts you had last week. I mean, it was another really good tournament, great tournament down the stretch. Um, But like I said, I just I definitely went negative as far as making any money. So. Yeah, we were we were wrong about Hideki. I mean, he just. I mean, it looked like he hadn't swung a club since the the virus began. And, uh, you know, Hatton was the exact opposite. It was just, you know, I guess we were wrong about it. Oh, well. Um, mm-hmm. I was off of Webb. I just, I knew he was going to be chalk, and I guess I faded him, and that wasn't the right move in the end, in hindsight. Um, my cheap picks, Gooch, he just played, had a few bad holes. I mean, he really didn't play horrible. He just... Had a few doubles, you know, hit one in the water and duffed one out of the bunker. And that happens with those cheaper guys. And then Varner, Varner just uh, barely missed the cut. I mean, I know he missed it by three shots, but the last few holes he was just trying to pin seek it and got into some trouble. But, you know, overall, it was a bad week and uh, just trying to just uh trust the process and hopefully it's a good week just like it was at colonial but yeah let's uh let's just try to forget about it yeah exactly so anyway i'm excited for this week uh you know as any week and obviously yeah just forgetting about next week so anyway as far as this course here my thoughts are this is the shortest course on the the pga tour uh, I'm pretty sure anyway, one of the shortest, if not the shortest. Um, the thing, though, here's the thing, though, is that it's not – the greens are not as small as RBC, which obviously RBC has one of the smallest greens, um, you know, of the all the events. But it's not as tight tree lines. You know, honestly, I just – honestly with me, especially the weather here, which I'll get into, it looks like another birdie fest. Um this week i mean the forecast keeps kind of changing with the wind um there might be one day now that like sat or um like that saturday afternoon or i mean it just keeps changing or sunday i mean it's just but for the most part i think it's going to be i think the um winning score is going to be over 20 under it might break a record here especially how it did last week because I mean, we don't see a field like this at this tournament ever, you know, and we got a lot of the best names 
um, playing this week, which Tiger still hasn't returned. I think he expects to return at the Memorial. But to get into – before I get into the weather, though, I just want to quickly note some withdrawals, uh, which there's some big names that unfortunately had to withdraw playing really good. Uh, well, in the, in the first guy here, Webb Simpson. I mean, he uh, – he decided to withdraw this week just out of caution. You know, I understand. So, because he had of a family member on. get it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, obviously, you know, he's trying to do his part and doesn't want to spread it throughout the PG Tour. So, it's a responsible act by him. And obviously, he just won. So, it's not like, you know, he just got a really nice payday anyway. But. Obviously, mainly, you know, like I said, someone of his family members got it, so he's just taking the precautions for his fellow competitors and the PGA Tour. Brooks Kepka. Now, I know he withdrew his caddy. I know his caddy at first they said had positive, uh, you know, positive tests, but now I heard a little bit after that. It was wrong that the test, he was actually negative. It was a false positive, I heard. But Brooks, it looks like Brooks is still remaining out. Um, so, obviously, he was someone I liked, I wanted to play. But, unfortunately, you know, he was um, he's not playing. As well as some other guys, Graham McDowell, um, Cameron Champ, which I think they both contracted the virus. I know Cameron Champ did anyway. Um Tested positive. It looks like Steve Stricker's out. I didn't hear anything on him, but Nate Lashley's out. And obviously, they all kind of got their replacements. Um, like Sabat, and most of them, obviously, replacements aren't as quality of golfers, at least as far as, you know, like really, at least in DraftKings, any all the replacements are obviously uh, going to be, you know, less talented players that just. Got to obviously his alternate. So anyway, other than that, though, as far as the weather that I'm seeing uh, for this week, it looks like it's it's been changing a lot. But for the most part, you know, around 7 to 12 mile an hour winds. Um, So not too bad. Decent conditions. I mean, um, chance of rain, very small. Temperatures in the, you know, upper 70s. So. All in all, I this course, the main as far as just getting right into the key stats and all that kind, of, and then I'll let you speak, Nick, uh, on your thoughts. But for me, you know, last week, obviously, like I was already kind of saying, it was a the greens were small, you know, um, and it was tight tree line fairways, etc. But this week, that's all changing. I mean. And well, the greens, first off, too, I've heard different things, but it looks like it's a form of, uh, it's, it's like bent grass, I believe, more so, or maybe it's some poa mix, mixture, something like that I've been hearing. I mean, no one really knows for sure. We can just rule out that it's not Bermuda. So anyone that's really good at Bermuda grass putting, I mean, you know, don't take that into account at all. But anyway, as far as my stats, like, obviously for me, like I said, it's not as tight fairways and smaller greens. So um, I do want to point out, too, I think strokes gain around the green means very little this week, actually, which, you know, a lot. That's usually kind of a rare thing to say, but I just – this course is so short that 
I actually really am into the bombers, even though you'd be like, oh, well, you know, you like bombers for long courses. Well, yeah, of course. But I also see they're going to have wedges in their hand all day long. I mean, if it was like last week was different because, you know, the fairways were, you know, tight and stuff. This week it's, you know, they're wider. There's not as much trouble. So even if you miss the fairways, you know, it's such a short course. It's still going to be pretty easy, relatively easy to land, you know, hit, you know, uh, hit a decent shot on the green and give your chance, you know, to make bird. And, um, to the bombers i mean obviously the short hitters you know still this is one of their last three weeks you know these are all short courses so they're all still in play it's not like we're playing at you know the farmer's insurance or genesis a lot longer courses but basically what i'm saying just you know like bryson obviously playing out of his mind uh, just for example and i just see him absolutely using like last week, you know, all these players, they had to lay up and not use their driver all the time. This week, I think they can use it a lot more often, and that's going to lead to them getting a lot of wedges in there and scoring and making a lot of birdies. So, but as far as my stats, you know, uh, strokes gained off the tee I'm looking at, which that's obviously not just distance, that's accuracy as well. And then ball striking, which is a combination of approach play at the irons and then off the tee as well those are my top stats i'm looking at i'm picking all guys that especially the last two weeks who's not that i'm going all on recent form because here's a guy example paul casey coming in and he has a great history here he's a great ball striker as we know but is he going to be like hatton and play really well or is he going to come in and play like a decky i mean who really knows but i'm you know he's definitely an interesting play um, but other than that, around the green, I'm really not looking at it at all. And then, you know, honestly, I'm leaning, like, I just think it's going to come down to two who can make a lot of putts. And that's why I'm, I'm just as a quick little preview, guys that are going to be really low owned. I'm kind of interested in, in Patrick Reed to get a big bounce back. And he also really likes this course. Um, and then just another guy like Jordan Spieth, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm think he's going to be on some of my teams, but anyway, Nick, I'll let you, uh, you know, give your thoughts on what you think about the course and your stats and everything. So, yeah, I think you said it pretty good. Um, I don't have much more to add. I just think it's all ball striking and, uh, I looked into wedge play. So 125 to 150. Um, I didn't look long-term. I just looked in uh, proximity, 125 to 150, just for each of the last two weeks. I mean, basically just who's sticking their wedges, who's got the feel with them, and that's kind of how I came up with my plays. Um, fairways are mm-hmm. super wide. I mean, if you miss these fairways, I mean, it's just you hit a terrible shot. Whereas last week, you know, you could have just maybe just barely had a little fade and – all of a sudden you're in the rough, but I will say if you do somehow hit a horrible shot off the tee in the rough, this rough is thick. I mean, I was watching uh, some old highlights and I mean, half the time when the ball goes in the rough, you can't even see it on camera. So you're going to have to hack it out of there. And 
So just really, as long as you don't screw up too much off the tee, you should be fine in the fairway. I mean, you really have to be bad. Like, you got to be like Jordan Spieth or Phil Mickelson bad to have any chance of being in trouble. So, yeah, basically uh, just tee to green stuff and then uh, wedge play. Okay. Yep, great point. Um, So last thing before we get into our – who we, you know, DK plays is that, um, I just think like, as far as, um, so I guess actually, I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say something, but anyway, we'll move on. I, I guess you have any other thoughts as far as, um, you know, your stats or anything else you want to add about the course, um, just breakdown of it or anything. Um, not really. Uh, basically, just maybe one little more thing is around the green, yeah, it's not going to be very important. However, I mean, it does look quite difficult to get up and down if you do happen to miss. So it's never a bad thing to be a good scrambler, but uh, that's obvious. Okay. Actually, I'm glad you said that because now I remember my thought now. I just lost my train of thought there. I'm sorry. apologize, but is uh, I also looked at greens and regulation for that reason. Um, Cause I did notice, yeah, that, you know, if you have to get up and down, it is kind of tough. So greens and regulation is another thing I'm looking into. Just obviously just iron play is the main thing. So but yeah, we can move on. Um, you know, pretty relatively, uh, you know, easy breakdown there. Cause you know, I think this is just going to be a lot of birdies and, you know, there's a lot of par fours too. I'll mention between like 400 and 450 yards. Just, and I know there's a par four um, that's drivable. So for me, that's an eagle opportunity. That's why I said these bombers that well, it's actually reachable. I think it's, I believe it's like 200 some 90 yards or something like that. Um, yeah, so everybody then, can reach that hole. I I actually think that's a really cool hole. It reminds me of uh, number 16 at waste management at phoenix um basically if you miss it left you know if you're going for the green and you miss it left you're in the water so uh-huh. it's a risk reward shot and i think it'll yeah that'll be exciting especially at the end on sunday but yeah i mean other than that like you know i just think it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of birdies the par fives one is like 500 i think 30 yards or something i'm just not off the top of my head but so that's obviously that's the green light with that hole. And then the other one is close to 600 yards. So it, you know, it's a longer one, but it's still like guys that can really bomb it. And if they hit a really, you know, off the tees, they're still, that's, that's why that's where the advantage plays that like, especially that hole where, you know, they can still, it'll be tougher for a short knocker to be able to make a birdie on that hole, but obviously still can definitely do it. Um, so yeah. Uh, we'll get into it here with our picks. So, Nick, I'll let you start us off here. 9K and above range we'll go. Um, go ahead and give us your favorite plays, break down the range, and then any fades you have that you're confident in or whatever. So, go ahead. Yeah, so unfortunately, um, we don't got Webb and Brooks, and I wasn't going to be playing them. So, that just makes the guys I am going to play have more ownership, which is you know, it's going to spread out kind of everybody. So that kind of sucks, but it also sucks if you wanted to play him. But anyways, uh, now this guy that I 
I just I really like him this week. I like him to win. He's in all my big lineups. He's in most of my lineups in the five dollar one, the fifty K to first and uh Man, I mean, I don't know what his ownership's going to be, but I'm guessing it's going to be on the lower end of the upper-tier guys, so that's always a bonus. And I just feel like he's coming in under the radar, and I don't know if if you could count on your fingers how many times this guy's actually came in under the radar. And that's uh, right up at the top, Rory McIlroy, 11,200 DraftKings. I mean, yeah, he's... He's not done the greatest the last two events, getting 41st and 32nd, but he never even plays those courses. I mean, that was his first appearance at both of those last two events. Now he's coming to a course that he does have a couple of notches under his belt at. And uh, when I was looking into the stats, well, he's gotten 17th and 12th in 2017 and 18. But, man, he would have done it even a lot better because of, like, the last four years, anyways, he has, like, the 10th in the top 10 or so most strokes lost putting. I mean, that's just insane. I mean, Rory is not a bottom 10 putter of the whole PGA Tour. He's, you know, right about average. So that's just due for a natural regression. There's just, I mean, he averages, like, four strokes lost putting for each of those. So if he just can be average, that's four shots better he's going to play. And I just, I really like him in this spot. He's going to be smashing it off the tee. Great driver, obviously. I mean, his irons, he's just been very average the first two weeks back. And I just feel like maybe he's shaking off the rust. Maybe he didn't play a whole lot in the quarantine, but, you know, he's only going to get better. So, and then once He's on the greens. I feel like he can't be any worse than he's already been. So I just feel like this is the spot for Rory. Um, I'm going to be playing him a lot, and I just I think he's going to win this thing outright. Uh, then another guy that I, I cannot fade in, and I definitely have my fair share of him, is Bryson DeChambeau, 11,000. But sounds like you got some good takes on him, so I'll just make it quick about him. Is The dude smashes it. Uh, and he's been playing really well. And then uh, I barely sprinkled in JT and Rom. I mean, just really small. I mean, obviously I like him, but just not as much as Rory and not as much as DeChambeau. And then as for the 9Ks, I have some guys that I'm basically in on a ton, just like as much as Rory, and then guys that I just completely faded, zero lineups. So the guys that I'm on a ton is uh, Xander and Rose. I think Xander's an incredible ball striker, and his wedge game the last two weeks has been phenomenal. Um, Rose, he's just, you can see it. He's coming back to his long-term form. He's right where he needs to be, and I'd be shocked if he doesn't get in the top 20, but I think his upside is obviously to get first. And uh, then for my fades, that would be Cantley, Dustin, Morikawa, and Answer. And Answer is just overpriced. Morikawa, his irons weren't there last week, and I'm thinking maybe it's the start of his first career slump. So, I mean, I got to fade somebody, and he's the guy. Dustin, I just I don't think he's back yet. I know, I know his irons were better last week, but I really don't care. His putter still is trash. 
And then Cantley, I'm just I'm not gonna get burned by what I did last week with Hideki and I want guys who at least have some competition um in their repertoire the last few weeks. So those are my takes. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I gotta say very interesting points there. You know, I got I do have to admit we are kind of on the opposite end here. Not that I mean these guys are all a lot most of them are stud golfers and world class players. So I mean I like all of them. I mean it's really hard to fade any of them, but yeah, like you said, you made some good points why you're fading who you're fading and who you really like. So but as far as how I've narrowed down, I've done a lot of thinking. I am pretty much committed. I haven't constructed my lineups yet. I plan on doing it shortly or after this podcast, actually. But, um, you know, so for me, I mean, I might end up making more teams than I have reserved right now just because there's so many guys I want to play, but I've tried to narrow it down as best as I can. But anyway, to get into it here, you know, I – I love your my my favorite play by far is Bryson at eleven thousand. Um, I know he's going to be, you know, around twenty percent owned. He's going to be highly owned. He's going to be one of the chalkiest guys of the week. Um, but just like last week, I got off Web. I know you did. I mean, it was a mistake because a lot of people still stuck with him, and he was still chalky, and he ended up winning the damn thing. And that's what I think Bryson's going to do. Bryson has been so close five tournaments in a row. He's on the run that Rory was on. Now, and obviously Rory coming back from the break, you know, he has um, obviously still making the cut because he's just a world-class player. But, yeah, he's not finishing like he was. And being the highest-priced guy, you know, obviously that's why he is going to be probably on. He is going to be overlooked, so it is an intriguing play. But as far as Bryson, you know, I just think he's just been so solid. Um, and it's just like Rory, where he's been so solid, tee to green, that you know his putter is really the only thing that's just not been amazing. Or he would have won a few of these tournaments easily. And I think he might win this turn. I mean, these are such – this field's so strong, though, that it's hard to say this. But he could win this tournament this week by five strokes. I mean, like Rory has done in the past in turn because he's just that good. And if his putter gets high, I could see him doing that um, because he obviously his, – his off-the-tee statistics are off the charts. I mean, he's going to break the record for the best year of off-the-tee, I think, in history. Um just amazing just smashing the ball over 300 yards consistently and just not only that I mean it's accurate like it's just unbelievable um he obviously everyone all the talk about him just completely bulking up and it's really played to his advantage and and he obviously you know he can get hot and the other parts of his game as well and he's been playing very solid um, so I just, the main reason why I like him is not just because of his play. I just think that he, it's just how Rory was on a run. I think he's, I think he's just so determined to win because he keeps coming so close. I just think he's going to do it this week. Um, 
but obviously there's a lot of other guys I think could win too that I like um, that I you know plan on betting some of them outright. Um, but I already bet Bryson. I put fifty bucks on him. I just think he's gonna to win. Um, I just think he's gonna get it done, and you know, I just he's my favorite play. He'll be in a lot of my teams, but I don't want to say he's gonna be in every team, but he might be. I guess I can't rule that out, but probably not because I like a lot of these guys at the top. Anyway, I don't want to ramble on too much about him, but other guys in this range, I mean, I really like all of them. Like Rory, I like Rory just because how you gave it great points that he's probably going to be the lowest owned guy up here, which is, that's so rare to say. Um, so I think he's going to be on a few teams. Um, there is some guys I like that are a lot that are cheap at the bottom of the price that we'll get into later. Um, so I am trying to pair, you know, like I plan, I have, I'm going to probably have some teams with Bryson and Rory together or whatever, you know, or JT and Rory, JT, you know, cause I also just to get into it too, like I like JT as well. I mean, he's been playing solid, um, you know, just with pretty much all his irons have been really great. You know, ball striking has been elite overall. And um, John Rahm, like Rory, he has been – he was so – he was hot coming into – or, you know, before the break as well. Um, but obviously the last two tournaments, kind of the same thing. Missed cut at Colonial and decent finish last week, 33rd, which – Honestly, kind of surprising. That wasn't the best fit for him. That's why Rom's ownership, too, I think, is going to be lower than it should be for the caliber player he is. And he's like Rory, same reasoning. He's still shaking off the rust. So, um, you know, he's probably – I think he could do well. Um, he is – if I had to fade someone, though, it probably is Rom. It's definitely not anyone else in this – well, at least in 10K above the four I mentioned – um, but as far as the nine Ks, Patrick Cantley, I mean, I, I this is the only guy that I'm really struggling with still. Like obviously Hideki burned me bad, but I did play Hatton last week and that obviously worked out. Um, but it didn't matter. I still didn't win nothing, but he was one of my good plays that I made and proud of and stuff, but Cantley is just so – he can be so good with his irons, and who knows of this break. I do lean more towards that he's going to be rusty, so – and I think his ownership's going to be pretty high, so that's why I probably will end up fading him as well. Um, but I can't deny the fact that he could easily do really well too. Um, yeah, I'm in agreement with you, though, on Rose and Xander. Um, you know, they both – well, let's just say it. They both hit greens, a lot of greens. They've been solid with their irons, off the tee stats. They've really been in control of the ball for the most part. Um, you know, they can get hot with their putters. And, yeah, I just – I'm interested in both of them. I really don't have a ton to say about these guys just because they're all so good that, you know, this course is just going to be a birdie fest, so – yeah, I mean, I like both of them. They're going to both be in some of my teams. Um, I'm fading answer for sure. Agreement with you there. Colin, I mean, 
he burned people last week. I kind of like him, to be honest. That's one disagreement we have is that I think he could, he could. I mean, it definitely he could be trending into a slump. Who knows? But he also could bounce back and finish, you know, T ten or something. So I can't deny the fact that just because here's the thing is I think strokes gain around the green doesn't matter as much this week, and that's Collins' weakness. But I do think the putts are going to have to drop, and that's also an even bigger weakness for him. So as much as I hate to say it, he probably is going to be a fade for me. Um, other than that, I guess the only other guy I can talk about is Dustin. Now, this is another tough one for me, but I am interested in him. Um, I know you say you're not into him this week, but he showed a lot last week. I mean, he, I know you, he, with his irons, I mean, it was really, it was a solid performance. It was a big bounce back from Colonial. And, you know, he's obviously, again, I think he's going, he might go underlooked again. So I can't deny the fact that I, you know, I, I like him a little bit as a play. I mean, if he can just figure out his putter, just like Rory and how Ron's been struggling with his putter, lost strokes and, Lost a couple strokes last I mean, just these guys, these world-class players, all they've had to do is figure out their putters and, you know, then they can uh, obviously, you know, contend to win every week. I mean, they're just the best players in the world, so plain and simple. But fades in, I guess if I had to, you know, really narrow it down here, I'm going to fade Cantley. I'm going to fade um, – I guess Colin probably, and then answer for sure I'm fading too, even though his ball striking, if he just had more putts to drop, I mean, he was he was by far, I mean, he was the best iron player last week, hands down, ball striking, just, he played amazing. Um, it's just he couldn't get enough putts to drop, and Webb just got hot with the putter, and then that's what was the difference. Um, answer should have won that tournament, though, to be honest. So... Obviously, we were on him at Colonial, which that was the last week he even did better, which not to say he could do it again, but I'm going to fade him because, yeah, I mean, these other guys are just still, to me, they're better talent, and it's just hard to answer with his elevated ownership. Yeah, he's just priced too high. Um, Now, before we go into the next range, yeah, I'm going to, I guess, just my favorite plays are Bryson, um, Xander, Rose, or an agreement there. Um, but I do really like JT too. And then obviously Rory, I gotta say, he's not my, he's probably my, I would say the other four guys I like better, but I still like him a lot. And then I'm going to sprinkle a little Dustin, but yeah, Morikawa, Answer, Cantley, Rom are probably all fades. So that's my thoughts there. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, get into the 8K range. So, Nick, go ahead and give us your thoughts. All right. So, I'm not really in love with this range. Um, I really don't have much exposure to anyone, so I'll be pretty quick. The plays that I do like that I did happen to get to a few times was Gary Woodland, um, He's just been playing really solid tee to green. He didn't have the greatest off the tee week last week, but 
I mean, anybody can struggle at Harbor Town, so that's not a knock on him. But yeah, I think Gary's in really good form. Uh, I'll, I'll go back to Mark Leishman. I usually get him wrong, so hopefully that changes this time around. But I just feel like this is Leishman's type of course. It's open. Uh, he's g- great iron player, and his putter can get hot at times. So, I mean, I'm not opposed to playing Mark Leishman. And then Sung JM, yeah, he missed the cut. It was all from the putter. He just couldn't get anything to drop. Had like his worst week ever with the putter or something. So, I mean, I can't blame anybody for going back to Sung Jay, except I think his ownership is going to be pretty chalky. I think he's going to be last week's web. But um, other than that, I'm very, I mean, I just threw a dart at Jordan Spieth. You know, it's wide fairway, so maybe he can just put it in play and get hot. And then, uh, yeah, I, I faded Casey. I'm not getting burned by the first time back people. I faded Bubba. I just feel like he's going to be overpriced and overowned, and that's just a recipe for disaster. I faded Reed. Um, I think he's actually been playing pretty terrible, except his putter is so good. And he is very good out of the bunkers, but just his tee to green game is not there. I faded Sergio. Uh, I just, I mean, it's nothing against him personally. I just, I liked Woodland better and I didn't get to him. I faded Fino. His irons just aren't where they need to be. And I faded Fitzpatrick just because I liked Leishman better, so. That, that basically does it for me. I'm just not really into the 8Ks this week. Okay. Yeah, I mean, very good points there. Uh, you know, for me, just to quickly get right to it, uh, Sun JM at 8,600. You know, here's the thing about last week. Now, if you look at since his PGA career started, he is – Always, I mean, the last you know few times he's played or whatever, like at RBC, it was obviously like you mentioned, it was a horrible putting week. And and soon after, the crazy thing about him, he misses the cut, and then the next day, Saturday morning, why the third round's beginning, he's there on the range. I mean, give the guy props. I was laughing when I saw that. That was funny. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But you got to give the guy – I think he's determined. I think he's a guaranteed cut maker just for that reason alone. I just think – because look at – I mean, he finished 10th of the Charles Swab, and I think that's what he could do this week. I think he gets a major bounce back. And, yeah, that's why his ownership, you know, is probably going to – I don't think it's going to be as high as you think. But at the same time, I could be wrong there as well, I guess. But um, – I don't know. I just think it's just kind of the same thing where people, when they get burned, they just, I know they went back to web. I think though, I think some people will go back to him, but I don't think his ownership is going to be crazy. Like it's been, you know, in tournaments past earlier this year before the, uh, you know, the break, but I'm into him. I think he's going to bounce back in a big way. I think he is going to get those putts to drop. I think he's going to really, cause honestly his off the tee game isn't like elite, like, and then just like speed though, how this is a wide, wider open course and just how colonial, this is more like colonial than obviously uh, RBC or it is last week. So I just think M's going to bounce back in a big way. And, you know, I just think he's interesting. I'm going to be playing him for sure. Honestly, I, it's hard for me not to. Um, 
But as far as like your fades, I'm basically full in a full agreement with you. Um, yeah, I'm taking some shots on Jordan. If you're going to play Jordan, which actually his ownership is going to be sub 10%, I think. So I'm digging that. I'll be playing him. If he gets – his putting is just so elite. If he could just keep it in – have some decent iron shots, he could make every 20-footer all day long. I mean, he's that good. And, you know, I just – I just – I'm going to play him. I mean – his ownership is going to be so low. I mean, I'm not going to have him every team, but out of whatever 10 teams, he'll probably be on two or three of them. I just think he could easily nowhere and contend to win like he did at Colonial. So we'll see. But, um, but yeah, other than that, like I said, I'm in agreement with the full fades. Fino, his game just isn't quite there yet. Fitzpatrick, really solid week last week. And, you know, he, he's a cup maker. That's the thing about him. He's had – he's a solid player, just, you know. And I like his price as far as just value, a lot of how good he's been playing. But I think he's more of a fade this week. Just because nothing against – like, really same thing you're saying. Like, I just like – I'm in agreement. I like Leishman more. I'm actually – I think Leishman, again, is going to be pretty low-owned too, like Jordan. I just – People aren't going to probably go to him, which we'll get into why. The 7K range, there's some players that are going to be chalky in that range. So that's why I think Leishman's going to get overlooked. Spieth was going to get overlooked. And, yeah, same with Woodland. People are on Woodland, but, you know, they kind of burned him last week. I think I think for him, I think people will not go back to him because there are just a lot of other plays around here that I think they're going to play um, over him. So, I think Woodland can bounce back too and definitely be solid. Um, you know, he's got the game. This course sets up better for him. And just, you know, like you said, Harbor Town, anyone can struggle there. So, you know, I'm I'm into Woodland. He'll he'll him and Spieth and Leishman will all be sprinkled on a few teams, just kind of mixing that, you know, them up. But yeah, I'm fading Fitzpatrick, fading Fino. Um I'm playing him as well, like I said. The rest of the guys in this range, yeah, you know, I think Reed, I, I, I agree with you. You made a good point. It did sway me a little, but I still, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I guess I got to look more into him here, but he might end up being a fade too. Um, Bubba, yeah, Bubba's price, just too high. I know he's been amazing at this tournament and course but he hasn't had he hasn't competed against a field of this not to say that he can't you know he's a decent player and like at colonial i mean he finished in the top 10 so he can do it but yeah i probably won't play him it's just because he is going to be popular play because of his history and he's been playing well so you know i just can't i just that's just really why i just can't play him um but the one disagreement we do have is I am going to play Paul Casey and it could burn me. And I know you don't want to take the chance, but his ball striking can be so hot that, and his history here is solid. And, and the thing is this course, I don't know if maybe you don't agree with this, but this course is in correlation to Valspar a little bit, I think. And that's where he's been amazing. So 
I know he likes this course as well. So I like Paul Casey. I think he's going to be, I think he definitely could struggle for sure. He could finish dead last, but I also think he could compete and, you know, I like his chances to make the cut anyway and possibly contend to win. So um, just like Hatton did coming back. So I like Paul Casey. I'm not going to fade him. I think he'll make a few teams. But other than that, we're pretty much in agreement. I like, all the guys you said, and Leishman, Woodland, Spieth, M. I'll be sprinkling all them. But, yeah, I'm fading Bubba, fading – probably fading Reed, maybe put him on one, depending. Sergio, um, his, he was really solid with his irons last week. and Just had a lot of great approach shots. But, again, just like I like too many guys, and I just don't play them very much. And I just don't think I can, unfortunately. I just, you know, I'm getting credit for last week. But, yeah, I, I think he won't. I think that was kind of an outlier for him. I think he, you know, might make, maybe make the cut, but maybe finish like 50th or something. Nothing, nothing special. So that's my thoughts there, really. That's really about it for this range. Um, so, yeah, we'll move on. I know there's a lot to talk about in the 7K range. I'm sure you have a lot of plays and thoughts, so go ahead and give them to us because this range is very intriguing for sure. Yeah, I think this is the range of good chalk and bad chalk. and Basically, it's sounding like the chalk's going to be Neiman, Hovland, Poulter, Scheffler, Harmon, Connors, and... Uh, yeah, that's I think that's yeah, it. That's some so, right. so basically I am on one, two I'm really on two of these guys, and then I also I, I do like one, but just not as much as the other two. And then I'm gonna fade the others. Not that I dislike them because hey, they're chalk for a reason. They fit the build and they've been playing hot, but hey, you gotta make your stand somewhere, so I'll start off with my plays that I just love. My favorite play of this range is coming in 7,800. Victor Hovland, just incredible ball striker. Great tee to green. Uh, he can struggle around the green. I mean, he said it himself. His chipping sucks. But he's just going to have so many opportunities. It's not going to matter. Yeah, he's going to hit all the greens. So. Exactly, yeah. He got... <laughs> yeah. He got a 21st at RBC and 23rd at Charles Schwab. So he's coming in great form. He's just, I mean, I feel like he's due to pop. He's, I think he's going to get in the top 10, but you know, probably 20%, 15 to 20% will be on him. But then also, uh, my second favorite play that I have a ton of exposure to is down at 7,600. Scotty Scheffler, I just feel like he's another great ball striker tee to green. And I looked into why uh, he finished so poorly at um, at the Charles Schwab. I mean, he did make the cut, but it was like one of his home courses. He's a Texas boy and just didn't live up to the hype, I guess. But he just he lost all of his strokes around the green. He just, for whatever reason, couldn't get up and down and there's been some speculation as to why he didn't play last week. And it's, if it wasn't due to sickness, then I think, or, or injury, then I think he was just 
going back to the drawing board, polishing up his short game, and I think he's going to come back strong. And I think he's going to be in the top 25 for sure, if not the top 15. So love me some Scheffler. And then the other guy that I like is uh, that I just I'm not going to fade him is Ian Poulter. I mean, he hit every single fairway on Sunday at RBC Heritage. He's probably the only guy in the tournament that can say that for any round. So Polt, I mean, his game's there. Yeah, he's, he's a solid cut maker. His putter can get hot at times, and I, I know you hit him on the first-round leader, so that, that was pretty sweet. Um, then the bad chalk. That leaves Joaquin Neiman and Brian Harmon. Uh, Neiman, uh, yeah, his irons can get hot. I, I've been saying that for a long time now, but – Hey, he got fifth here last year, too, so maybe he likes this course, but I just feel like his all-around game, he doesn't have it yet. He's not hes not the all-around player that Hotland <laughs> is. And, yeah, he's a, he's can get crazy hot with the irons, but just the rest of his game, I think I'll take the chance that maybe something's wrong in, in one of the other areas. And I wouldn't be surprised if he misses the cut at all and burns people. And I'm not going to be the one getting burned, so. Then we got, uh, let's see, we got What's Harmon. your thoughts on Connors? Oh, yeah, Harmon and Connors. I'm fading them. Uh, obviously, Harmon has incredible history here, but I'm just not really a Brian Harmon guy. He's a short knocker. Uh, I mean, he just he can get hot with the putter, and, you know, ultimately I just like Scheffler a lot better. And then Connors, I just his short game is so terrible. So if if something happens to go wrong with the irons, there's no way he's making the cut. I mean, his short game is almost as bad as Cameron Champs. So I'm not going to be playing Connors. And then maybe for some pivots that I would like to recommend is uh, 7400 Jason Kolkrak missed the cut last week, so you'll get an ownership leverage right there and. Hey, he can get crazy hot with his irons too, so don't count out cold yeah. crack. I think that's an easy pivot off Connors and Harmon. And then uh, kind of a sneaky play, the guy who's made the last two cuts since uh, post-quarantine, and I checked into why he's making the cuts, making sure he's just not getting hot with the putter or something crazy like that, but his wedge play has been very good. I think he's been in the top 20 each week with, proximity from 100 to 125 and that's uh my boy 7200 brandon grace uh, i'm usually not a brandon grace guy but this week i do have some exposure to him but uh then going down a little bit further and i just i love this play again i'm going back to the well even though he burned me last week is my boy harold varner the third i mean obviously since i had him i was watching him on shot tracker sweating it out and he played really, I mean, he played really solid. He just kept hitting, he kept hitting the fairways. He kept hitting the greens and just leaving himself 15 to 25 foot birdies. And he just didn't really make any. And then obviously a short game is not nothing special when he misses the green. But I mean, he got up and down his fair share for guys priced in this range. So I feel like there's just no way his putter can be as bad as it was last week so i'm going right back to harold varner i mean he's just been playing really solid this whole year and yeah i really like varner um other than that i mean i just obviously you can't get to all these guys so i'm really not playing them i mean i can't blame anybody for 
They're playing Louie with his upside. Um, yeah, he's really cheap. I do got to say that. And then uh, just one guy that I think his game is just not there, and I just feel like he's tra- a trap is, uh, you know, usually a really solid cut maker. And that's Kevin Kisner. He's just – it's something about him. His game is just not there. He's just not doing the Kevin Kisner type of stuff. So I won't be – I won't be uh, recommending any Kisner. And then I'm just, I'm not playing Ryan Palmer just out of frustration with the guy. Here we're all over him, misses the cut at his home course, then comes out in the final group on Sunday and still finishes like probably in the top 10 he got. He got eighth place, it's saying. So I'm just pissed at Ryan Palmer. So I'm not playing him. But yeah, I guess that does it for me. I just, I really love Hovland and, Really love Scheffler. Those are my two boys, and and Harold Varner. What's your thoughts on Max Hama and Lucas? Uh, Max, I didn't quite get to him just because I like Harmon, not Harmon, uh, Varner that much more. Uh, Glover, uh, I I don't think this is his type of course. He's more of a Florida boy, in my opinion, so I I don't think he makes the cut. But Homa, I, I do think, makes the cut this week. Okay. Yeah, very interesting takes. Definitely some agreement and some disagreement between us, but I'll give my thoughts here. So, first thing at the top, yeah, Joaquin Neiman. He's going to be real chalky. And I just, uh, I, I think he could burn people and miss the cut. I mean, I think, I just never really play him, to be honest. And I think that's just going to continue because I'm just fully agreeing with you. I really like Victor Hovland. Just like I mentioned earlier, this is one of the few courses where around the green just doesn't really matter as much. Um, so, and Hovland's been, he's been such an amazing, you know, amazing with his ball striking. and He's a young gun type player. I think he's going to be, you know, a world class, decent world-class player for a long time that'll contend to win tournaments on the PGA Tour. So I like Hovland um, quite a bit. I'll eat that chalk, no problem. I think he'll have another very solid finish this week. Um, JT Poston, you didn't talk about him at all, I don't think. His putter and short game has saved him. He obviously sneakily has had two top tens in a row but he's an easy fade um because his iron play can be it can be good but sometimes but it's not like elite like i just like a lot of other guys more and i think he could honestly miss the cut this week um you know depending just because i think his irons just aren't quite good enough to contend with these other guys maybe so He's a fade for me just out of that. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with you of Kisner. Kisner's game just isn't there right now. Um, you'd think these courses would be solid for him, but he's just not playing well, so that's an easy fade. Joel Damon, decent finishes the last two weeks, but I'm not going to get to him. Um you know, he could obviously play well, but I just I just like Hovland a lot more. And, yeah, I like Poulter as well. I mean, the guy 
has been gaining a ton of strokes off the tee when you hit every fairway, um, you know, and his accuracy has been incredible and he can be really great with his irons. His putter can get hot. His short game's really good. It's just tee to green. He's been really solid. So I don't see that, that play slowing down. Um, and I think Poulter, I haven't heard much talk on Poulter at all. Um, actually. So I think he's going to be, I mean, he's still going to be decently owned cause he's playing so well, but everyone's going to Neiman and Hovland and, Chef, I mean, Poulter's actually a kind of a sneaky play in a way, maybe. So we'll have to see what his ownership ends up being. But, yeah, I like Poulter again as well. That was another play, like you said. Yeah, I forgot to mention the top of the podcast. Yeah, I hit Poulter for first-round leader. So, you know, luckily I hit that, or that actually allowed me to almost broke, break even for the week. I still think I went a little bit negative because DraftKings is just a disaster, but. Obviously looking to rebound this week in a big way. Um, but, yeah, I'm into Hovland. I'm into Poulter. Ball striking has been really solid. Damon, Kisner, Poston, Neiman, all fades. Scheffler, I like Scheffler. Um, for the reasons you mentioned, I think he's going to bounce back. And he is going to be a popular play, but I can't ignore the fact that, you know, he can play real, pretty solid tee to green and, you know, he showed that earlier this year. and I like Scheffler. I mean, I don't want to say I love him as a play, but I like him quite a bit. Harmon's had great history here. He's been also playing solid. But, yeah, I sometimes get him on my teams. But this week's not going to be the week. He's a fade. Just also out of just a lot of people who want to play him. And I just – I don't. But the one disagreement I have, just like how I mentioned I with you, is – uh. Corey Connors at 7,500. I'm going to play him in a few teams. I mean, his irons are just so – his ball striking solid. Um, his around the green game is terrible. You're right. And his putter also can be some pretty bad. But, but again, I think he'll make a few of my teams just because he's been playing so well. And I don't think around the green matters as much this week, like I've said. So, I just think that allows – Here's the thing is Corey Connors last week on a tight course where it's harder to hit and the greens are really small. He still managed to have a great finish and it did lead to one really low round round two. He shot a 63. That really helped. So, you know, actually seeing his rest of his rounds, I mean, he's, I guess that I don't love him as a play, but I think he'll make a team probably, but we'll see. But I, I can't say he's a, what about a world former world number one and major champion Jason Day. Yeah, that that's an easy fade. His game, he's been playing atrocious. I mean, just horrible. How can you back this guy? The only thing you can say is, yeah, he used to be the number one player in the world. He's won majors. I mean, his price is super cheap. And if, you his ownership will be sub five percent. So if he somehow notched the top ten, or you know, out of nowhere, it could. It is a. I would say this: if you're making a hundred fifty lineups, you put him on some or like in the milli because he could yeah, win you he, the milli. He could because he could because no one's gonna play him. No one will play him. He might be less than. He might be only like one percent owned. I'm not even kidding. It. Probably, honestly. Um, 
So, but I can't play him because I'm not making 150 lineups. I'm making 10, and he's definitely not going to make any of them. So, I'm out on day. His game isn't there right now. If he starts to turn around slowly, then, yeah, I, I could be down with him in the future. But right now, no thanks. But I am an, one guy I really like this week that, again, is going to get overlooked, and his ball striking has been very solid especially since the last two tournaments. And that's Jason Kokrak. I'm playing him. He burned me last week, big time. But I think he's going to bounce back in a big way. So I'm playing some Jason Kokrak. I even bet him on first-round leader. So as one of my first-round leader bets. So I like him um, a lot this week. So just off the, yeah, just like I said, his ball striking, that's the main thing I'm looking at with guys. His ball striking has been really solid. So I'm into him and his ownership's going to be pretty low. I think Billy Ho, he's a fade. His game just isn't quite there. And, you know, I, he's a Southern boy. He's not, he's not, he doesn't play well in these North, you know, Northern East tournaments and, yeah, same with Palmer. Palmer pisses me off. I'm out on him. I don't care. If he wins the damn thing, I don't care. I ain't playing him. You know, Ches Reavy, I believe, um, or am I thinking, I'm pretty sure he is. I think he finished really well here recently, or am I thinking, I don't know, but I his game isn't there anyway, um, so I ain't playing him. Ben, ben on, I mean, DFL last week, so <laughs> no, no thanks. Snedeker, I mean, his first week back, almost DFL last week, so no thanks. But yeah, I gotta say, Brandon Grace at 7,200, I am in agreement with you. I think I haven't constructed any lineups, but he might make a team or two because. Yeah, he's a sneaky play, and he can get hot with his irons and his wedges. You're right about that. So I think Grace is actually – I'm really intrigued, actually, more so than even just, you know, earlier. I just – I uh, yeah, I'm going to be playing him because um, I think he's going to be like 4% on. So I like that a lot. I haven't heard any buzz on him at all. Um, Louie. I like the price as far as upside because he could finish T3, you know, if he gets hot and doesn't withdraw. Um, but I don't think I'll get to him. I just like a lot of other guys more, which some of them still haven't even mentioned. Shane Lowry, game isn't there. Kevin Nye, you know, game hasn't seemed to be there. He's interesting, but I can't get to him. Streelman, no thanks. His game isn't there. Varner, I do like Varner a little bit as well. I think he might make a team or two as well, just, you know, depending. Um, other than that, Cabrera Bayo, Fade, Fierick, Fade, Hoffman, Fade, Vertelli. Really solid finish last week, but he's a Fade. Max Homa, I think he'll make the cut. I think he'll finish in the top 50 or six, whatever. So uh, I know it's T65 ties, but anyway, I just think he'll finish better. You know, not at, anyway, I think he'll finish like T40, T50 or something. Solid finish. So 
at 7,000, I like him, and he has the upside to do well. So, yeah, I mean, his all-around game is pretty, you know, decent and he's showing it. So, I like him uh, a little bit. Um, Last guy I haven't mentioned. I see your point, but Lucas Glover at 7,000, I can't not. I can't not play him. I mean, his ball striking has been so good, and he's a short knocker, but this course is a, the shortest course on tour. So if he continues his play, I mean, I just – his ball striking has been so good, and, he, and he's so accurate off the tee that I just – he's only 7,000. I know he's going to be chalky, but I think he's a chalk I'm going to have to eat. So I like Glover. Um, he'll make some lineups. He'll probably make like three of ten or something. Um, but yeah, if he misses the cut, Nick, for you, that'd be, you know, that'll be great for you because he's going to be chalky. So we'll see. But his price is just, he could easily be 7,500 or so, you know, a lot more than what he is. So, um, other than that, yeah, that's it for this range. You know, just to quickly narrow it down, the plays I'll be playing are Glover, Hama, Varner, Grace, Kokrak, Connors. Scheffler a little bit, um, and Hovland for sure, Poulter for sure. So, yeah, that's my thoughts um, for 7K range. So now getting into the 6K range here. Yeah, I guess I'll let you keep going. You go first and give us any dart throws. If, you know, let's say you're pairing Rory with Bryson on a lineup, you're going to have to pick someone down here. So who do you like? I had to go down here quite a bit because basically I either went Rory, Xander, Bryson, Xander, Rory, Rose, or Bryson, Rose. So just inevitably I had to come down here, and then I have a lot of Hovland and, and Scheffler. So, basically, on all my teams, I had to go down to the to the death range, and uh, I got a pick that I'm. Man, I've been looking for reasons not to play this guy all day and all yesterday long. The last two days, I've been looking for reasons not to play this guy, but I cannot find one, and you know just. A few hours ago, I came to the conclusion, hey, I got to play him. I don't like it. I mean, just some guys, you know, you just have that feeling where it's like you just don't believe in him. But, hey, this guy checks all the boxes. His irons have been just absolute fire the last two weeks. And his putter's been bad. I mean, he, he's been doing well even with a bad putter. So if that just regresses towards the mean and he's just average – I mean, it's only going to improve. So he's chalk. He's the chalk of this range, you know, coming in around 5% on, but 6,700, Doc Redman. I'm sure I'm sure you've heard him touted a few times, but, yeah, Doc Redman, I mean, mm-hmm. just the irons are there, and I just I feel more confident in him than all the other plays down here. So Doc Redman, I mean, I hope he makes the cut for my sake. Um, but after Doc, you know, I got basically just a few, two or three lineups a piece. I got some Taylor Gooch again. I mean, I just, I know I got burned by him last week and I'm definitely not as high on him this week, but he just got into trouble off the tee. And if he can just not shank him again, 
think he'll be fine. His irons are still very good. And yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised at all if Gooch makes the cut. Um, then another guy whose wedges have just been very good the last two weeks is that's a uh, 6,500 Mark Hubbard. I got some Hubbard. I'm about 20% in on Mark Hubbard. So um, he's definitely one of my higher own guys. Then uh, 6,800. I mean, I had to pick this guy once or twice, and I did. And that's uh, Charles Schwartzel, former Masters champion and just a former world-class talent. Uh, Charles might be back, and I think ultimately, you know, his, his upside is higher than any of these guys. You know, he could get in the top five. So don't sleep on Charles. And then also a play that I really like is 6,900 Patrick Rogers. Um, he's just he makes all the cuts and he's has really good course history. His his last three years here have been like third, thirty fifth, and twenty sixth place. So Patrick Rogers, he just really likes his course, I guess, and he's been uh, playing really solid. He missed the cut last week, but you know that can happen to to anybody at Heritage. So I'm willing to bypass it and. Let me just see if I got anybody else. Oh, uh, Matthew Neesmith. What's your thoughts on Tyler, Tyler Duncan? Duncan? Didn't quite get around to him. I'm not. I'm not buying the small hype that's on him, and I'd I'd just rather play Taylor Gooch or Mark Hubbard. Um, Neesmith though, Matthew Neesmith. Uh, I I usually never play the guy, but I put him in a few lineups this week. So he's just been making the cuts and playing pretty solid. So. It's really all you can ask for down here. Um, just trying to think. Is there anybody else I would even consider? I mean, I, you always got to consider Jonathan Vegas. I mean, sometimes he can just pop, and he, he did last week. He got 17th place, so don't sleep on Vegas. You know, he's he's a good guy to end your team with sometimes, and, and he's always a good first-round leader bet. Um, Russell Henley, he can get hot with the irons. Mickelson, you know, if his driver doesn't explode him this week, which it probably won't, you know, can't ever count out lefty. And maybe this is the Luke List week. You know, people got burned by him last week after he won the Corn Ferry and then misses the cut. So, I mean, there's probably a little bit of a ownership discount on List. And then I always kind of like my boy Keith Mitchell. Um, He's played okay here. He's made the cut the last two years. And uh, he made the cut two years ago. He didn't play last year. But, yeah, that, that really does it for me. Those would be my picks. Um, And then one more, 6,300 Scott Stallings. I'm a Scott Stallings guy. And, I mean, he made the cut last week. So, who knows? Maybe he found something. Okay. Uh What's your thoughts on Harry Higgs, my boy? Uh, <laughs> think he'll I make think the, cut? the only reason he made the cut last week is because he made 10-footers, I mean, at the same rate as Rory was making two-footers. So it was all the putter for Higgs. He ain't doing it again. All right, yeah, no, I know. I'm not, he's an okay play for me, but, I, yeah, I'm probably not going to play him this week. But anyway... Any other thoughts before I take over here? Uh, no, I'm all set. 
All right. So, yeah, we definitely have some agreements. Um, there's definitely some guys you didn't mention that I like. So, But I'll just say one of the first guys here. Yeah, I'm digging Charles Schwartzel. I think he's back. I really actually don't play this guy very often. But, yeah, he's got such – for the Millie, for example, he's got high upside. He could finish, like you said, fifth place. So he can get really hot with his irons. Um, and his putter, and yeah, he used to be a world class player, so he could easily just like he's shown earlier this year at the Honda, you know, T17. I know that was a while ago, and then Pebble Beach, fifth place. But last week, his first tournament back, 41st place, and you know, he and to me that was like kind of a shake off restaurant for him. And I think, I don't think he's going to be that highly owned at all. I mean, definitely probably around 5% or maybe lower. I mean, so I know, I mean, I've heard a few rumblings on him, but not, not enough to make his ownership that high. So I like Charles shorts um, quite a bit actually, which I usually don't play him, but I'm into him this week. Um, <clears throat> another guy that I'm not getting burned again by not playing him, I mean, in that sense. is, And that's Patrick Rogers. I'm playing him. The guy continues to make cuts. I mean, last week he missed the cut finally. But I'm sure he's going to be determined to turn that around. And like you said, he has great course history. Um, I mean, if you just look to, like, and he can get so hot with his putter as well i just i like patrick rogers a lot i'm playing him i'm not gonna not play him because he's just he just always gets underlooked and he his price never goes up which is kind of crazy i mean i think he could easily be like you know in the seven thousands um so i like rogers and i like schwartzel (laughs) a few other guys i like Moore burned me a few times already, so I won't be playing him, even though he's intriguing a little bit. But, yeah, Phil's a fade. Danny Lee's a fade. Luke List, I don't think I can play him. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong on him, but I ain't going to play him. Because I just I'd rather play him when the course is seventy five, seventy six hundred yards. I don't think he's as good at the short tracks. I know I've kind of talked to myself, you know, about, about but I I just don't think he's gonna. Um, I don't like him that much. I just like other guys better down here. You know, Bud Cauley, good finish at Colonial, bad, horrible finish last week, miscut. I'm not playing him. Russell Henley. He burned people last week. I'm not going to play him. Carlos Ortiz, he had a nice bounce back last week. But, eh, I don't mind him, but I probably won't play him at all. It's really There's not really a whole lot I want to play. But, I guess just to get into, I'll just say everything. everyone else I don't mention are fades. But, guys I like, yeah, I'm in agreement. Doc Redman, going to be the chalkiest guy down here. Solid all-around tee to green for the most part. Um, but, you know, 
he's just a, he's been making cuts, and I think he can do it again. So at this price, six to seven hundred, I think he can get it done, and he's definitely you know reason why he's chalky. Um, other than that, Johnny Vegas, he can get really hot with his irons, and he can pop like you mentioned. So I like Vegas. Might make a team or two for sure. Um, one guy that you didn't talk about at all that I actually like a little bit, and that's Cameron Davis. I mean, here's the thing. So if you look his first tournament back at the Charles Schwab, he shot a 73 in round one and then a 68 in round two. Now, to me, that just shows round one, he shook off the rust. Round two, he played better. And if you want to take a dart on someone that has the upside and he can get hot with his, uh, you know, any any part of his game really um, at times, as shown, if you look earlier this year, he went on a huge run. You know, the fields weren't as great as this went, you know, as far as talent, but eighth at the Hondas, 27th at Puerto Rico, 30. I mean, he was making cuts left and right, so – and he's a bomber, so I like Cameron Davis. Actually, as a, I think he'll make a team or two as a play, um, just because he's going to be so low on too. I mean, he'll be like one percent, two percent on. Matthew Naismith, been playing really solid, but I'm not going to play him a bunch. He might make a team though. Tyler Duncan, he might make a team. It's kind of like, you know, all these guys might make a lineup or something, but. Taylor Gooch, she burned us last week. I don't think I'm going to play him, but I don't blame you for giving him another chance because he definitely could bounce back, which he's kind of the argument I made for other guys. His around-the-green game sucks, so I probably should play him because his price is really cheap, and he obviously he can get high with his irons. As long as he cannot, if he doesn't spray it off the tee like he was, like, he definitely could make the cut. Hubbard. Hubbard's been playing solid. You know, I don't mind him. Tita Green has uh, obviously been pretty good for him. Um, Matt Jones, he's an okay play too, but kind of like Luke List. I like playing those guys when we're playing at a course that's a lot tougher and longer. Those guys usually do better at those courses. Vaughn Taylor, I don't blame you. He's actually a good first-round leader bet. He could just pop like that, but I probably won't be playing him. Other than that, it's really about it. My boy Harry Higgs. Yeah, I'm going to have to finally not – I don't think I'm going to play him this week. His irons just aren't that – they haven't been that great. His putters saved him, like you said. So, yeah, I guess that's really about it. Um, I mean – this is a guy I was going to play last week, but then he withdrew, and that's Cameron Tringali. I am going to take a chance on him with a lineup or two if I pair, you know, Bryson and, and uh, you know, Rory together or Bryson and JT, whatever. Because so, Cameron Tringali can get really hot with his irons, and, you know, he could easily uh, make the cut. So I like him to take a chance. He'll be really low on. That's about it. Um, Troy Merritt, he can pop sometimes, but I won't take that risk. There's been a lot of rumblings on 
uh, Sahith T. Gala, but I don't know really who he is, so I really can't I can't trust him right now. But um, yeah, that's really about it. Yeah, everyone else is just fades. I just think they're all gonna miss the cut pretty much. Okay. Obviously, a few more of them I'm sure will make it, but yeah, that's all I got. So. I guess Nick, real quick to finish, close us out here. Give us your any outright plays you might have, and then your final thoughts on just the tournament as a whole. Yeah, my outrights would go straight to Rory and Xander, and then as a maybe a little bit deeper of a play, it would go to Victor Hovland, and then uh. I also, after you say your outrights, should say our bold prediction for the week because last week, if you were, if you guys remember, I said Varner was going to get a top ten and he missed the cut, and then Joe, you said Hideki was going to win outright and he was almost BFL. So yeah. hopefully, we can have a better bold prediction this week. But yeah, what do you got for outrights? Okay, so I haven't made all my bets yet, but I'm going to finish that off after this uh, pod here. But but I did uh, happen to bet on, like I said, Bryson. I put a lot of money on Bryson to win. Um, I did some first-round leader bets. I bet on uh, Hovland to win. Um, first-round leader, Jason Kokrak, Vegas. Um who else here? Scheffler, M. So I have, and then other than that, like I might bet on a few more. I'm not exactly sure yet, but yeah, that's uh basically my betting card right now. Um, so, so as far as my bold prediction, there's definitely a lot of things I could say with that, but I guess to let me see here. Um, I'm gonna go with. Let's see, there's just a few different guys. I'm just trying to figure out who my favorite. Or did you say your bold prediction? Oh, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go first. I was just all right. Um. Um, so my bold prediction is going to be, um, I'm just trying to find the guy now cause I found one, but I want to see, cause I want to give a good one here. I guess I'll say this Brandon Grace. Okay. Or. Brandon Gate Grace or Charles Schwartzel, I think one of them I know I'm not as bold, but still I think it's still pretty bold. I think one of them finishes in the top ten. Then I also think Jason Kokrak, just another sort of bold prediction. I think he finishes in the top twenty after a bad week last week. But yeah, it's, those are my bold predictions. I think Grace and um Schwartzel and I guess I want to make it bolder. I think they both finish. I'll just say they both finish in the top 20. They're both going to be sub 5% owned. So there you go. If that occurs and you have them both in your team, could win the million. 
All right. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we see him in the Millie lineup. Um, my bold prediction is going to be. Now I understand someone is chasing a record right now and is very close to receiving that record, which has stood the test of time. And I think this record will continue to stand the test of time. So this person's not going to break it. And that's Morikawa. He's going to miss the cut. Tiger has the record for most cuts made to start a career. And I think this might be the week Morikawa ties the record. Or if not, he's very close to time. I don't think he gets it done. So I'm going to say he misses the cut this week. Okay. Yeah, that's very bold. Um, definitely. We'll have to see on that one. We'll come back next week. But, uh, yeah, great show, uh, you know, here. And I guess any other final thoughts you have before we end this uh, Final thought is I just want to get back to winning. You know, it, it, it pays to be right. It doesn't pay to be wrong. It, it costs you to be wrong. So let's be right this week and uh, win a lot of money. That's what it's all about. All right. Totally. So next week we got the Rocket Mortgage. We'll be back for that one. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm really – like I said, like you said, I'm really looking forward to uh, this tournament. And, yeah, looking forward to getting back to the winning ways because last week was just – you know, I'll just say it was plain out pathetic. I mean, I'm disappointed in myself. So I'm looking to rebound in a big way and really – I'm just really going to uh, go hard on the guys I like. I'm going to try to narrow my pool down even more and just roll with it. And if my core hits, you know, it's going to be core uh, player pool. It's going to obviously uh, reward with me with a lot of wins. So, yeah, other than that, I'm really excited. It should be a birdie fest. So we'll see you guys next week for the Rocket Mortgage for Nick and Myself, the great podcast. See you guys next time. Peace.